Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line, episode 467, from July 14th, 1997, a Monday night show with guest That Dog. They're in studio promoting their final album, Retreat from the Sun, which is actually a great album, you should check it out. Adam busts out an early version of his Chief Thunderbear character. They discuss old TV shows, and Dr. Drew tells him about being in the test audience for Super Chicken, but cannot recall the title. He does eventually remember it, though, six years later, during an episode with guest Emma Caulfield in 2003. The band discussed the recent deaths of two young women who were the head of their fan club. Apparently they died in a car accident, a very sad story, and actually seemed to inspire several songs from a few different artists. Adam discusses the recent appearance of Donna D'Erico on the show, who was so drunk she couldn't even say her own name. Ginger Mike eventually finds the audio of it and plays it when they return from break. And it'll come up again later in the month when Motley Crue join them in studio. All in all, this is a really great episode that's composed of three different recordings. An old generation fan tape, a newer partial recording, and a partial recording from one of these Kevin tapes. I found the perfect edit points for all three. And there doesn't seem to be any show content missing. 100% recovered after 17 years. That dog on Loveline. Their final visit. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a podcastone.com production. Welcome with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, it is Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew, a board-certified physician. He can help you tonight. Our guest is the band That Dog. They will be in here in uh, just a few moments. And uh, later on this week, we'll have uh, Nora Dunn, you remember, from uh, Saturday Night Live. Drew, not that uh, there's a snowball's chance in hell of you knowing the answer to this question, but wasn't Nora Dunn the one who refused uh, to perform on Saturday Night Live when they had Andrew Dice Clay guest host one weekend uh, about five, six years ago, and there's a big uh, controversy over that? I can only answer that your prediction was correct. Thank you. And uh, Kay's Choice, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a, a head nod from the gallery. It, was it uh, Nora Dunn? Yes. Yeah. So uh, we'll have the uh, scrappy Nora Dunn in here. And uh, actually, uh, <laughs> I'm sure she started talking about it, but I'd love to see what happened. She walked off the show and said, I'm not performing. I mean, she's a regular cast member uh. and said, uh, you know, and as, as with every week, we have a new band and we have a new guest host. And she said, I'll not be on this week with that. And um, I'm not sure if they didn't just send her packing. But uh, anyway, <laughs> case choice. Uh, on Wednesday, and then Thursday, it is Discover the Love Show. Oh, that's where Drew oh, and I, I can't wait. That's where we frolic. Uh. Yes. It's going to be like one of those uh, est therapy sessions <laughs> where we just get naked and pound our chest and scream. Mom, why did you do it? Why? Why uh, should that night be different than any other? I don't know. All right. So uh, that dog will be here in just a little bit. You ready? Drew, anything you want to say? Nothing. Okay, good. That's, uh, that's, you know radio, brother. 
14 yeah, years on the air. I know and, my uh, own strength. Thank what you. do you have to say, Drew? Yeah, nothing. Okay. Listen, I know what I do best. <laughs> and what you do best, Drew? Nothing. Keep quiet. Right. Andrea. Yeah. You're 22. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Maybe, maybe it was Good. Andrea. Maybe that's she's not responding. Yeah, that, it is Andrea. Oh, okay. oh, it is Andrea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is there any uh, spelling difference between Andrea and Andrea? No. All right. It's Andrea. <laughs> anyway, I have a problem. This is like this uh, Ian Zeering from uh, 90210. Uh, Ian. Uh, I-A-N. Hey, wait a minute. Isn't that Ian? Uh, no, oh. it's Ian. No, nope, it's Ian. Okay. You want to say different? Spell it different. All right, Andrea. Yeah, you got to squeeze you in there if you want to be Andrea. Go ahead. Okay, I'll do that. Go ahead. Thank you. Please. Um, I have, my sister is a lesbian, and she has had this girlfriend for about three years now. And they have been on and off, and this girl just got back from Miami, and she left my sister with the apartment, with the bills, with everything. She just got back from Miami like three weeks ago, and my sister took her back again for like the 500th time. And... The other night, we all went out, like we usually do, and they got into a huge fight, and I was right in the middle of it. Mm. I'm kind of tired of both of them. Uh, it's it's kind of nice. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to see lesbians carrying on like heterosexual couples. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, Andrea... Is, hey, let me ask you this. Huh? Is one the dominant uh, yeah, lesbian? Yeah, Oh, she is. <laughs> Yeah. She kind of wears the uh, wears the pants in the yeah. relationship. Well, actually, they're both wearing pants, but she is the dominant one. Yep, she is. How, who, uh, how do they establish that in the lesbian relationship? I, I don't know. I, well, it, it's mostly whoever can take more control. Mm -hmm. Well, it's we got to get Marlon Perkins in here with the film crew and uh, stake him out. I, I kind of think men and women do that, too. Right. It's that attraction thing, the attraction thing again. It's what you need in your relationship. You kind of suss that out subconsciously, and it fits, and uh, that's what you go with. Yeah, but with men, there's a sort of, I mean, there's a physical element uh, to it, whereas most guys take on the dominant role in a relationship, in a heterosexual mm. relationship. Well, not you, Drew. Yeah, well, <laughs> Are you kidding? But uh, most guys do, just because it's, uh, you know, uh, survival of the uh, strongest. I know I screwed that up, but, but you know there, what but there are elements of of uh, you know not every not any relationship every it's usually the case that not one person is all the dominant part and all the and the other ones all the submissive. There's sort of mm -hmm. elements to each in each of them. I wonder how all fit I wonder how it translates sexually in a lesbian relationship. Right. What well, do you let's, mean? Let's help Andre. Well, I mean, does the dominant one um, get to uh, be the one sporting the the strap on or? Well, actually, with them, it's the other way around. <laughs> is there a strap-on involved? <laughs> do you talk to your sister about this? What? Do I? Yeah, I talked to both of them about it. Is there a strap-on involved? With yeah. the really? Why go lesbian if you're going to get a strap-on? I asked the same question. <laughs> See, Andre's got a, got a vestige of health here. Uh, really, you, you, you're tired of their chaos and you want to get out. You should you should avoid it. You should make consequence for their behavior and say, and look. I do, but I know. mean, it, with my sister, it's like, you know, if you keep seeing her, leave me out of it. And with her, it's like, if, if you guys are going to see each other, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Because I'm friends with her. I've always had That's been. fine. Then then don't have anything to do with them when they're together. But, that's smart enough. That's true. I mean, you but can't... You can't I be like hanging out with them. Well, you can't be... Res well, the chaos might be kind of intriguing, yeah, why but Why do you like not... hanging out with the uh, dueling lesbians? Because my sister's my best friend, and she's my friend, too. So we, you know, we hang out. How did you get to be your sister's best friend? Um, well, actually, it was weird because... When I, I have a son, and when I got pregnant with him, she kind of disowned me and didn't want to have anything to do with sure, me. Sure, you went over to the dark side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
And she were, were you a uh, homosexual one time? Well, I've seen a couple women. Yeah, you seem to have a uh, intimate knowledge. Do I of this field? Well, well as far as you, yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah. So you've experimented. Yes, I have. Uh, if my sister uh, started, I've never, had, I've never been in a female-female relationship. But I've experimented. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just. And so, how did you guys get thrust together as best friends? Well, that's just it. We started um, hanging out, and we have a lot in common, regardless of the fact that she hates men and I how, how many, like men. How many other siblings? Now, are does there? she really hate men? Yeah. So she really, really. This yeah. is a theory of mine that uh, lesbianism is part loving of women and part hating of men, uh, mostly hating of men. Whereas yeah, uh, homosexuality is more uh, part loving of men, uh, part hating of mom. <laughs> I, th I, I, she's had, well, her and myself and the rest of my sisters. I have, there's four of us have not had the best experiences with men. What happened? Including my mother. All right. What was that all about? Well, my mother, you know, her, my father cheated on my mom the whole time they were together. What else? Married. Did he, what else did he do? Um. Well, he. I don't know. What else? Yeah. Little abuse. What? Little abuse? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what? Not with myself, with my sister. Physical right. or sexual? No, I abuse the sisters. Uh, sexually? Sexually, yeah. 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 Okay. So she's not going back. Uh, she's not even going to chance it anymore. No. Mm -mm. But what must it like? Uh, what must it be like to be driven toward a sexual proclivity? You know what I'm saying? I know uh, a lot of uh, lesbians and um, um, homosexual males would uh, take offense to this comment, but uh, so be it. Your sister is a lesbian partially because your dad basically threw her that direction. I mean, your dad drove her that well, direction by he, what he did to her. Don't well, you I, think? I, don't, I think that has something to do with it, but I always, I, I always thought she's always kind of liked women more than men. Okay, but maybe it was because of dad. Well, maybe. All right. Uh, listen, I don't have any problem with this, by the way. I think the world would be a much better place if daughters of abusive fathers went on and just hooked up with women instead of gotten a crappy relationship with guys uh, were the subject oh, yeah, of more the abuse and then cranked out five kids. Of my other sisters. Right. It, it, as far as, uh, as, as a um, nonpartisan, yeah. tax-paying uh, American, God bless your sister for going over to the lesbian side because uh, she's not going to have a bunch of kids. Uh, she's not going to be calling 911 every uh, 10 seconds and uh, crowding up the line because uh, the cops are going to have to go out there for another domestic violence thing, although your sister sounds kind of tough. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the worst you're going to have is uh, maybe a little mishap with a strap on, but <laughs> so you call, the, you call the fire department once in a while then get stuck in a tree or something. <laughs> but it is interesting, interesting... Uh statement but uh, so andrea uh, you know what can you say that your your sister's had some been a victim of heavy abuse she's bound to have chaotic relationships you can either choose to be around it or not but you can't solve their problems for them there's, i don't there's trust, a lot more there than you can handle i don't trust people whose siblings are their best friends well, i like my sister that's why i asked that question because to I, me, I to me would never have my sister or my brother which i don't have or or my dad or my mom and label them my best friend i understand that but but that's why i asked that question now you always hate it when i ask you questions but who do we know a guest in this show who has a brother who is the best friend woody harrelson no who do we know on this show whose brother is their best friend one of the kids from Hanson? No, she, he sat in the corner here. You thought it was her boyfriend when... Uh, oh, Jewel. Poe. Poe. <laughs>
but but the fact is that I'm. I'm, Oh yeah, we've never even had Jewel on the show. I don't know where I I pulled that one right out of my ass. You did. I was listening to that horrible song of hers on the right end. But the but the reason I bring her up is that her brother's her best friend, and she is really a case example of how brother and sister become best friends. Is when they have to survive through horrible situations. They're thrust together. That's why I asked the question that way. Why you're thrust together that way? They were squatting some uh, tenement in New York at age fourteen. Right. And they survive because of each other. I miss Poe. Yeah, get her back on the show. Ann? Ann, let's get Poe back on the show. And get her brother back on here, too. I like him. Uh, Wendy. Yeah. You're 22. You're on Loveline. Hey, Adam and Drew. I have a couple questions for you guys. All right. I've been listening for quite some time. And um, I'm a single mother of two. My son is four, just turned four, and my daughter is five and a half months. And I'm having a bit of mixed feelings about the relationship that I'm in and how I'm drawn to it, the father of my children. And I wanted to know how you guys felt, since you guys seem like totally, I don't know how to say it, um, I don't know, you guys always give good advice and you seem like really good guys. All right, all right. you're being a little vague with us about what's going on with that relationship well, with the father. Well, I want to get on to a new relationship, but I'm kind of stuck with him because I hear you guys talk about, um, you know, the the way you respond to, like, 14-year-old girls acting out at parties and they're having sex with guys and this and that. Um, I want to keep my children in my, the best interest, and that's why I don't pursue other relationships, but I kind of feel stuck. And, you know, I'm 22. Is there any chance of me having a, a okay relationship without affecting my children? You know what I mean? I, I, well, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm not no, getting it. Well, she's saying um, swap pops. Is that going to confuse the kids? Or, uh, secondly, what she may be asking is, what if a guy comes into her life for eight months, uh, meets, hooks up with the kids, and then uh, takes off with her best friend? You're sort of chancing it. Exactly. I just don't know. Which would be worse for my kids? You know, I just don't want to affect them because of my needs. I'm putting my needs on the back burner. All right, but your kids are going to be affected if mama's miserable. Yeah. And, uh... Well, what's going on with dad? Why, Why is dad so unfit to be in your life? Well... We've been together for about five and a half years, and in the beginning, things were wonderful. We were best friends. We were, seemed like we were very compatible, but what happened was, at that time in my life, we were both like total druggies. Like, you know, we, that was our relationship. Right. Um, we had our son, that was changed, and it stayed that way for about a year and a half, and he didn't want to do that any longer. So I had to, like, set the boundary. You, so you, you met the guy when he was uh, uh, 16 and a half or something? Oh, no, he's 28, 29. Wait, wait, wait. So you're in, uh, you're in recovery? You, hold on. You were 16 and a half. Yeah. He was uh, 24 or something. 23, yeah. Mm. Uh, he's mm. suspect. <laughs> Let me, uh, I'm going to my little tanto here. Mm, me, uh, smell him. Uh, he big trouble. Can we stop it? Nanda Jay! Well, Mom knew about it. See, I, that's why, I mean, him and I both had... You know, major problems for our family, and clearly, uh, clearly, got uh, it. But you felt that uh, my kids. two kids was in order, huh? One, huh? One wasn't enough well, for this guy. You know. Adam, I'm afraid you're going to start to convince, try to convince her to be a lesbian. The way you <laughs> uh, go, lesbian, yeah. please. Uh, see, I'm also kind of in the spot where. I'm a six-foot-tall blonde, and um, I'm afraid of how what men would think about me. Like, what would you think about me, Adam? Or, or well, Drew, you're married. Um, you know, I got two kids. Would mm-hmm. you be interested in me? You know, not you personally. Right. I'm talking about a man. Hold on, let me talk to my penis. <laughs> Come here, boys. <laughs> I mean, uh, girl. I mean, uh, you. <laughs> you. Uh, listen, I have friends uh-huh. who are who who would be scared to death 
yeah. of uh, hooking up with a woman who had uh, two two kids. They look at it as baggage. And then I have friends where it's an actual plus, uh -huh. where they love the kids as much as they love the woman. It's sort yeah. of like an instant family. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to deal with all the uh, afterbirth, uh, cutting the umbilical cords and uh, arguing over whether the boy should be circumcised. Boom. Uh, you have them right there, and I've there are quite a few guys, uh, and this is a, a little bit of a secret that we keep in society. There's quite a few guys who have hooked up with women that have uh, young children, even uh, uh, slightly older children, 10, 11, 12 years old, uh, love them to death, and it's all worked out. And uh, as the years go on, look at the children uh, as their own and love them as much as they would their own. Um, it's a smaller percentage of guys that, uh, there's more guys that are scared off than there are guys who are in, but the guys who are in, you know, are good guys, unless they're just trying to uh, film themselves having sex with the kids. I'm still a little unclear about what's going on with your, your husband, your, your, the father Boyfriend. of the kids. Um, he is still an addict? Yes. And you were in recovery? Well, I never really got into, like, the AA or anything like that. Hold I was kind of like the person who was using drugs that were, I don't know. You weren't an addict. You were just, yeah. you were just around it a lot. All right. Exactly. Um, oh, for crying out loud. I, if, you, if there's any way you can create some leverage to get him into recovery, you never know what you're going to end up with. I mean, you may have a possibility of a relationship there. He's a 24-year-old guy, 23-year-old guy who was dating a 16-year-old. I know, but, but but he was an addict at the time. And one of the ways you can... <laughs> no, really, addicts do funny stuff that they wouldn't otherwise do necessarily. One of the ways you can compel him into doing something better is you yourself... I heard Dahmer was stoned uh, when he uh, ate those people well, through. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, uh, well, he's passed on right. tragically, but... You yourself can get into some codependency recovery, go to Al-Anon or CODA, that sort of thing. It will help you. It will, it will give you a support network to go to. It will keep you less preoccupied with looking for solutions in your relationships, maybe even allow you to be alone for a while, which would be best for your kids, frankly, because God knows you will pick another codependent relationship, probably with another addict, potentially with an abuser of your kids, because that's the way these things tend to play out. And if you get better, sometimes the father or the other person uh, does get forced into getting better themselves to keep up with you. All right. And if he's afraid he's going to lose the kids, right. he might do it. All right. Uh, my advice is, Mama, do not go out there and find a hyena to bring into the uh, den and uh, leave him alone with the cubs. Yeah. Because uh, we hear this all the time. Tom. Yeah. You're 20. Um, here's my problem, all right? Um, when I'm with a girl uh, and I'm about to have sex with her, uh, for some, I can't get a hard on. Mm-hmm. And I've been having this problem for like almost uh, for a little a little more than a year, right? Mm. And same girl. Excuse me. No. Same same woman. That's not the same woman. Who's going to no. stick with him for a year with that penis, Tom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least you got a sense of humor about your penis. Uh, yeah, I mean, what was uh, it like before that, though? Before that year, did you ever have opportunities before that? Oh, no. No. All right, so, so it's, it's been your whole life. Right, I mean, whenever I'm, like, sitting in my room not doing nothing but uh, thinking about sexual situations... Do you masturbate? I can get a hard-on, no problem. Before. Right. Do, do you masturbate? Yeah, I can do that successfully. Are you, are you on any medications? No. Do you have any medical problems? No. Have you ever had a wet dream? No. Uh, have you... Uh, so you've never achieved an erection in front of a woman? Right, well... Uh, a couple times uh, I have after some foreplay, but uh, but it quickly got in a position. I right. just went limp instantly. Yeah, you uh, pardon the pun, but you you got to get over the hump. 
I mean, that's that's what this is. It's 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 cruel irony that uh, he could sit home uh, late night watching a rerun of uh, Brian's song, and sit there with an erection the entire time that uh, <laughs> Brian Piccolo died of uh, of cancer. And what did Brian Piccolo die? Leukemia. Of? Leukemia. That's not cancer. Yeah. Oh, it is. All right. Or well, then, uh, yeah, but don't don't wise off then, please. But uh, when it comes time to really operate, the penis doesn't work. You are one good sexual outing away from uh, unleashing the power uh, that you possess in your shorts, Tom. You just, um, you've psyched yourself out. And here's the deal. Usually most guys get a crack at this uh, first time, let's say, 16 years old. And if it doesn't work that time, uh, that first time, then they get to wrestle with the notion. It's sort of like uh, going out and doing stand-up, and the very first time you hit the stage, you bomb horribly. And then you don't go out and do stand-up for another two years. Now, by the time you get back out on stage again, you're so psyched out by the first tr trauma that obviously it's not going to work the second time around. But it's all psychological, Tom. Hmm. You need to find yourself a woman who understands who's going to take the pressure off you. You can't do these uh, sort of one-night stands or in the coat room at, at the party kind of things because it ain't going to work under that kind of pressure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have any woman in mind? Well, uh, no. No. Uh, are you having difficulty, you know, with dating women? Well, uh. A little bit? Yeah, kinda. Why? Well, um. He's. I don't really, uh. Have. I wasn't really having a girlfriend. It was, uh. Right. Kinda. Uh, some slut one of my friends hooked me up with. Right. See, Tom, you, you're. You're uh, you're more compassionate than you know. You're uh, a nice guy, right, Tom? You're a little awkward. Yeah. Mm? Yeah. Not not uh, what you call a ladies' man. Right. But you 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 know your way around a computer. Right. Right. I can tell by the uh, timber of the voice. I should say the cracking of, of the voice. So you do certain things well. It's just uh, if you if you knew half as much about women as you did about computers, uh, you'd be uh, making porn films at this point. <laughs> All right, here's what you need to do. You need to relax. Don't psych yourself out. Don't be in a hurry. Find yourself a woman yeah. uh, that you're attracted to. Take it slow. Don't look at this uh, the dangling uh, phallus. Uh, don't see it every time you look in the mirror. You, you know what I'm saying, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Just relax. Find yourself a woman and work it out. Everybody goes uh, through this. These uh, uh, Your buddies trying to get you laid uh, like some uh, scene from... Uh, Porky's revenge is not going to work at all. You will not be able to operate like uh, in, in the back room uh, when there's a bachelor party going on in the living room. This is not going to work. Am I right, Drew? No. You're absolutely right. Absolutely uh, no. Correct. no, it's not going to work. Yes, you're correct. Right. He needs to find a woman, and then she'll understand, and it's going to happen the first time around, but you guys will work around it, uh, and then you'll have way. your first one, and uh, you'll, be, uh, you'll be into sodomy before it, you know it. Am I it, right, Drew? Well, it's, it, it could be more complex than this, but this is definitely solid advice to start with. Oh, all right. Well, now I'm nervous. Okay. Uh, go to the song Out of the Break. When we bring them in. So introduce them and go to the song. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, that dog will be in here after this. Love Line will be right back. Why? Because we like you.
brand new this week at podcastone.com. P.O.'d with Dennis Miller and Adam Carolla. Awesome! The king of all podcasts, Adam Carolla, joins forces with iconoclastic comic legend Dennis Miller. If you're asking me whose voice most closely mirrors what's in my head, it's this cat. Great guests, great topics, and new listeners always welcome. So get P.O.'d now. I, I mean, download the show now. Always available 24-7 at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. I just want to hear the horns. We're here with uh, Rachel Nana from uh, That Dog and uh, Dr. Drew from uh, That Drew. And we are going to uh, talk to the band and uh, get into everything, uh, including um, they're going out on the road with uh, Counting Crows and Wallflowers and uh, many, many other things. Uh, But first, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll hear something off of uh, their latest album, which is called uh, Retreat from the Sun. And this one is called Never Say Never. of Retreat from the Sun. Oh, I love that song. Thank you. I didn't know you guys sung that song. Yes, that's us. <laughs> One of these guys. I listen to the radio, but I I, oh I don't pay attention to who's doing it. But I think we, uh, Drew, didn't we use that on uh, like an intro or outro or so. some intro or something? He's saying yes. Saying yes, yeah. Why, thank you. It's weird uh, because... Um, you do this show uh, late night, uh, five nights a week, and uh, we have certain songs that we play the riff from when we're mm-hmm. coming back out of a uh, commercial. Mm-hmm. I think we've pioneered that, by the way. It's not done anywhere else in radio. As far, <laughs> as, far as I know, I could be wrong. And no, there, Mike, uh, nowhere else? No, music, uh, no. Mu- music the, whole, the whole term, music bed, was invented right here in the studio. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is, is it'll be a uh, Friday or Saturday when we're not doing the show. Uh, mm-hmm. This song will come on. I'll hear the riff. I'll have some sort of Pavlovian uh, response and immediately start talking into the gear shift on the car. All right, so uh, where do you want to start here? I don't know. Right. Where do you want to start? I don't know. Drew, can't you? You do the interview, Drew. I can't. Right. I'm you, Anna. Rachel is sitting oh, next sorry. to me. Yes, I, I know the drill here. I do this. Are you on tour, <laughs> are you on tour now? No, we have a week off. And then where? Then uh, Canada. Do we have a list of cities where they're going to be? I, I, we could fi- figure it out, but I know they're going out with Counting Crows and the, wall uh, the Wallflowers, and I know they got back from uh, Blur. Blur. How was it? Blur. It was good. Blur is... Uh, we've had it Blur on, haven't we? A couple times. Did have we like you? them? Uh, the second time. <laughs> oh, we did like them. <laughs> the second time we did. Oh, we, they, they did it twice? Yeah. Yes. And the first time, I like them. Yeah, the first time they were a little uh, reticent to, to yeah, involve themselves. Yeah, that's what themselves. I would think. Yeah. The second time they were, they were good sports. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't there the first time they, they were here. In general, British people have real disdain for discussing personal problems mm-hmm. because they perceive them as personal problems. They shouldn't be discussed <laughs> On the uh, in the media. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, they like talking about uh, gardening, uh, Monty Python, uh, Benny Hill, and uh, whoever uh, Princess Ale. Di is on top of uh, this weekend. Ooh. But they don't, they don't necessarily <laughs> like talking about their own personal stuff. Or they're 180 uh, degrees away from that, which is uh, loaded, uh, vomiting right. on the mic and right. uh, uh, calling a... I yeah. love that. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> it's Black so grape, attractive. Right? Yeah, Black Grape was one of those bands. <laughs> I thought that, I think Black Grape was from uh, New York. They're just uh, we couldn't understand because they were loaded. Oh man! All right, so uh, the album's doing real good. You yeah. guys are going to be at the Roxy tomorrow night, but that's already no the next night. Oh. Wait, what is today? Monday. Monday. Oh. On Wednesday we're playing. Uh, okay, and that's already sold out. It is. 
Well, that's what your guy told me. Oh, good. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. nice. Well, we can... and one guy bought all the tickets. Eccentric <laughs> millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very perverted. Uh, all right. And you guys are from here, right? Uh-huh. Los Angeles. Whereabouts? Um, Rachel and Petra live in the Palisades. Tony and I live in Hollywood. And uh, at what age did everyone hook up? Um, in the band or as people? As together? people. Well... Well, well, there's a there's a sisters, right? Yeah, Rachel, Rachel and Petra, Petra are We're, two of three triplets. It's amazing. We've been together you know, since, since the, the womb. womb. Yeah. <laughs> Tony and I have known each other uh, 15 years, 16 years, something like that. And how did the uh, you and Tony and Rachel and Petra get together? I went to high school with Rachel and Petra, and we met there. And then after high school, I put the band together. And Tony was in, gone at school and came back and. It just kind of happened. Now, Tony obviously being the only guy in, yeah. the, in the band. And, uh, well, you now go- we have another guy. Oh, you do? Yeah, we've got another guitar player, Kenny. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, hello. Uh, and is it, uh, is it better for him, you think, or worse for him? Having another man? Well, I uh, think better. You think so? I think he likes it better. It um, uh, give, gives him a little rest? Yeah, a little rest. <laughs> no, there's somebody, nothing, somebody there's, there's nothing with sexual with going on. Uh, Not anymore, no. There was. Well... Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. I know. The road is a very lonely place. It's a small small van, you know? It's a small van, and there's uh, beer at almost every stop, Drew. We don't need the beer. (laughs) Rob, (laughs) you're 17. You're on with that dog. Uh, Hey, what's up? I like this band, that dog, because uh, they oh, have. We're coming uh, back every night. You guys have that uh, that sweet fox on the run uh, organ riff in that song, "Never Say Never," and they have violins and, and pianos and stuff, and it's just uh, it's a it's a richer sound than you uh, normally right. get. Thank you very much. All right, Rob. Rob. Okay. Um. All right. I've had this problem for about two weeks now. Um. All right. I'm in this uh, class with this girl who's younger than me. Now, uh, it's not so much like a physical attraction thing that's going on, but I'm like totally mm-hmm. like I don't know what she what what's going on, but she like the way that she acts and the way that she you know she is you know it's just like pushing buttons inside of me and like making me totally attracted to her, and it's just driving me nuts. But she's so much younger than me. She's how much 14. younger? He's uh, volunteering 14. at a uh, daycare center. So he's, uh, <laughs> really, she's uh, four and a half. <laughs> She's but I, I know how those little gals can push your buttons, Rob. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm 33. Lally, I'm not above lally. getting a uh, button push. <laughs> oh, how old is she? She's 14? Four, uh, 14, I think. How old are you? I'm 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What class are you in together? Well, all right, um, it's, an, it's a theater class. Uh-huh. Okay. And she's okay. a really good actress. And, like, oh, good so answer. you love the artiste in her. That was, that was a good answer, by the way, Rob, because if you'd said uh, math or history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, sex ed. Uh, you wearing that dunce cap right now? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> theater, you can have people yes. from all ages. Yes, you can. Right. And this is except, you know, he's seeing the and, art and happen. And, and right. it's not necessarily anything wrong with the attraction, but it certainly would not be right if you were to act on it. Not good for her. Right. And as we've mentioned many times in this show, it's usually those attractions between people that are of the most seriously uh, pathological elements in the two individuals that bring them together. In other words, there's something about her that uh, she sees in you uh, that she's acting upon that's not a healthy thing in her, nor a healthy thing in you. Well, the Usually that, not. Well, the thing is, she's, I, I don't know if I'm reading her wrong, but I think she's kind of warming up to me. So to say, I understand, you know. but she she is acting out in some way to try because uh, she yeah. sees a good target there. Wait a minute, how how bad is this? Uh, she's in what the ninth grade? Uh, 
Yeah, she's going to be coming into it, and I'm going into Uh-oh. senior year. Oh, she's going into she's the ninth going grade. going into the ninth, and you're going yeah, into 12th. she's going to be a freshman. I'm going to be a senior. See, that kind of broke well, the deal for me. If she was Stuff coming like that into, happens. Uh, there are couples like that. I mean, it's I think not good for the it's too much though. of an age right. gap. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much of a if, gap. If she was going into the 10th grade, right. and right. you're Sophomore going into the senior grade. year, uh, I don't have a problem. But uh, for some reason, and I guess because when I went to school, you went to ninth grade, and then you went to high school. So anyone who's in the ninth grade, to me, is in junior high, uh-huh. and that's a senior in high school mm-hmm. going out with someone from junior well, high, but, so it seems weird. But put your love line cap on for a second. I mean, the 14-year-old right. good actress who's acting out in a coquettish fashion Ooh. to this senior. That's a bit uh, much. Yeah, it's not a, not a healthy picture. Right. Right. You understand? I wrote a song yeah. about this. Well, I don't know if she's doing it on purpose. Yes, oh, well, <laughs> not not any kind of uh, thought-out way, but okay. she's uh-huh. she's doing it because she needs uh, something from you that you've got, some kind of a reassurance or something. It, just the way yeah. we talk about people acting out in their in their real life, stuff that was uh, right. done to them in their childhood, they were trying to repair something, and uh, she's well, going to act mean, that out upon you. All right, Rob. Yeah. You're not going to get our blessing on this. Right, no. no I'm just, you're not. I'm just trying to explain it a little bit better because I think you got the <laughs> you wrong idea. No, no, I got the, I got the right idea, and it's okay that it's nothing wrong with it. She's for her but age. She's not, like, doing it directly to me. She's just, like, the Ooh. way that I see her, like, is like, all right, we'll do, like, improvs on stage, and she'll be, like, totally funny, totally, like, goofy and not care what... You know, if people think that she's stupid or something, that's just, like, totally, like... Can you, know. you be just friends, then? Yeah, I probably could. I'm you just should. saying, you know, what, you know, should I act on it or not? No. no so she no. is not directing stuff at you. Right. No, no, it's not directed. It's just qualities in her that you really find attractive. Right, that's what it is. It's not something directly at you. You should be friends with her and learn learn the things that you admire in her and try and do it yourself. She's then. like one of those Charlie girls. Oh, yeah. I have uh, done enough improv to know that uh, <laughs> the truth comes out in all improvs. Uh, mm-hmm. Because there's no dial, there's no script. Yes. So it's basically a sort of purging of your mind. Right. And if you want to know how somebody is, uh, put them in a couple of improvs. Watch closely. It's a good way to uh, meet people, and it's a good way to steer clear mm. of people. If a woman is always uh, pulling up like a space knife, uh, imaginary <laughs> knife, and stabbing a guy uh, repeatedly in the middle of uh, every scene she's in, that's a bad sign. And if a guy is uh, <laughs> constantly playing that sort of um, uh, uh, brutish, uh, abusive uh, type of guy, he should be watched as well. It too. all comes out. Oh, you do? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I can turn it on and turn it off. I have that ability. I've heard. I like a little rough love. Are you into that at all? A little rough love. Uh, maybe a spank here and there. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But you feel safe. It's like, uh, it's like... Well, there's a, you know, there's a code word. There's a safe word. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm calling the effing cops. It's always my, uh, always my code off. word. Get it's out. more of a code sentence. But, yeah. I prefer get out. Don't act on it, Rob. Here's my code word. Hide. Uh, I saw headlights. All right, uh, Drew, you've uh, tuned out of the conversation. I can tell. All right, well, uh, Ann and I were having a moment. That's fine. <laughs> you, and Ra- you, you and Rachel are having a little triplets moment. Ann and I are having our own uh, sexual beating moment. Your, your, your S&M moment. Yeah. I'm going to do PSAs on that on uh, CBS Late Night. Hi, this is Adam Carolla for the S&M that, moment. Too. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, good. Right. Let's we're go. <laughs> we're going to hear more songs uh, from uh, that dog. And uh, Drew, why don't you sell the hell out of the next call for we questions for the guest? Okay. Ooh, the phone number for Loveline one eight hundred love one nine one. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back.
to Podcast One this Thursday. The Chive, the podcast. This is really cool. If it's funny, it's hot, and it's trending, they're on it. Yes, sir! So tell all your friends, The Chive's coming to Podcast One. Well, at least the ones who like comedy, sports, and, and boobs. America loves what they love. The Chive, the podcast. Coming to Podcast One this Thursday. That's podcastone.com. It's the least effort to say. <laughs> they're like, well, blah. <laughs> blah. Blah. See, that dog, you got to be a little perky. I know, and you have to understand what you're saying. Yeah. And, and they obviously yeah. it's fat dog, bat dog, anything. Right, you have to you have to enunciate. Yeah, you, have, it's a drag. you have to be like Tony Randall. They said, uh, they're very <laughs> smart. They said, look, uh, look, blokes, uh, we all like drinking. We all like uh, going out on the road and being barely coherent. So we need to name the band uh, one syllable that sounds almost like you're about to vomit. Blah. Uh, <laughs> Blah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, that's a that's a good uh, see like Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh, you could never do that. Loaded. Yeah. Yeah. Hopped up uh, on coke <laughs> and uh, you got a bottle of Jack in you. There's no way you're getting uh, through that. Hell, Donna Dierico couldn't even get through her name on this show. She had uh, a little too much white wine. No. Baywatch beauty, but we forgive her. Uh, do you do you have that engineer, Mike? Oh, come he, on. He has. He won't get him. <laughs> Mike's uh, Mike, you're going to be a great dad one day. He used uh, to scuffle around and get stuff for us. Now. I know. Now nah, he waves you off. <laughs> he's taking a sip off his soda and he shakes his head. Nah. You you're going to be a great dad, uh, engineer. Oh, no, you can't be a great dad because uh, you're the one that wonder. I uh, forgot about that. And probably probably good because your kid would come up to you and go, uh, where's my uh, sit and spin or my spirograph or my uh, Sullivan book? And he'd go... No, yeah, it's it's no. uh, it's on the other side of the room. Uh, just wait till then. Uh, have your mom get it when she gets home. All right, so that dog is here. That is uh, Rachel and Anna. The name of the uh, CD is Retreat from the Sun, and it's back to the phones. Hey, real quickly, though, I uh. have to put out a uh, a plea here for any uh, VH1 is doing a documentary on. Um, shall we say the hassles that rock stars have gone through, and they are going to be interviewing people who have uh, been obsessed obsessive fans. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has uh, obsessively followed or uh, stalked or otherwise disturbed a famous rock star, uh, call call us. It's one eight hundred L O V E one nine one, and uh, and we'll talk to you. They want an interview of you for a VH one uh, documentary. Okay. And um, I hear uh, MTV needs a coke horse for singled out too. <laughs> as long as we're uh, putting that out there, so uh, you got the, the same number, I believe. Uh. Isn't it? All right, we're gonna get fired. You're coming with me too. Uh, uh, what is that? Is that Teresa or Therese? Therese. Hi, how are you? Hi, you're 18. Hi. <laughs> Special greeting to that dog. How are you guys? Fine. How are Good. you? Good. Um, Petra. Great album, Imaginary Land. I got it. Ooh, I'm Rachel, but I, but I'll. Tell she can her. hear She'll you, and so she's happy. saying. She's nodding. Two double thumbs up oh from Petra in the other room. <laughs> yeah, everyone, get Imaginary Land. Anyway, um, I heard about um, Mikel, Mikel and Carly's death, and I was wondering how you guys felt about that. Mm. What is this? It's very now? sad. Yeah. Our, there were some girls who used to run our fan club who just died in a car accident a couple of days ago. It's very tragic. Jeez. Their younger sister was in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're we're very sad about that. It's definitely shedding new light on life. Their younger sister was in the car. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wait, who? Well, I'm not sure. Michael and Carly were our the girls who ran our fan club and Weezer's fan club, mm-hmm. and they just died in a car accident. They were coming from a Weezer show, actually. So Michael and Carly. Oh, Michael, girl, Carly, girl. Right. But their younger sister was in the car. With them, yeah. Did did she die as well? Yeah, all three. All three died? What happened? 
You know, I don't know. I don't think any other cars were involved, so they may have... No, there, there wasn't. They just, like, what, careened you, off the road or yeah, something? Yeah, I think one of them fell asleep. And oh, I, yeah. I just hope it was... In, I just hope... Uh, painless yeah, painless and, and fast, yeah. They were wonderful people. Well, that's real sad. Yeah, I read it on the, on the net, and, um, yeah, we felt bad about everything, about what happened. And I just wanted to know how you guys felt about it. Um... Well, we're sad. <laughs> sad. And we're thinking but, uh, about it a lot, and everyone should be very careful when they drive and try and uh, live a happy life. Well, I hope you guys have a great show on Wednesday. I'll go see Thank you. Guys. you. Thank you. Are you going to the Roxy? Yep. Oh, I'm you got take pictures and everything. You got one of the tickets, huh? Yeah. They, they let you in there with a camera? No, I have a press pass, so oh. I'm going to get to take pictures and everything of the show. Um, how'd you wrangle that? Yeah. Uh, I work I'm for guessing, a magazine. Uh, right, what I'm, magazine? I was going to Oral <laughs> Sex, but... <laughs> Which one? Rock City News Magazine. Oh, the rock one? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, but I'm, I've been a fan of you guys for like a year now, so have oh, thank you. respect for each one of you guys. All right, we'll do a big, thank you very do a big much. spread on them in the magazine. And Yeah, and also Charlie Hayden. Your dad was great. Is great, sorry. Thank <laughs> you. So, um, Your dad, the musician. Yeah, yeah. Rachel and Petra. Right. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, ter uh, ter uh, Teresa, Teresa, Teresa. Uh, listen, I got to hang up on you See because you, you know way more about the band than I do, and I look like an idiot. <laughs> right. I thought the people that died were in the band. Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know anything. No. See, Drew's paid not to know things <laughs> that have to do with anything but medicine, but I'm supposed to be on top of things, so it's always a little embarrassing when someone it's calls. Okay. Got to try somehow deflected onto me. Yes, uh, Sam, seventeen. Hi. Um, hey. I just want to say that I really admired uh, Dr. Drew, and uh, of course, Adam, you're wonderful as well. Thank you. Um, I was just wondering, how I had a couple questions. How did how Drew did you get to be where you are? What how radio? I'm being such a good doctor and in radio. Um, I really admire you. How did you do uh, it? Radio was a giant accident in my life. Uh, I 14 years ago stumbled into a studio at a friend's suggestion. Uh, where this show was beginning to take form and uh, was listening to some amazing things being presented to people that didn't understand how to answer them. And I thought I'd just better kind of hang out and uh, realize that if um, I could demystify some of these things, I was like 24 at the time, that uh, I wish somebody had done that for me. And I just kind of kept hanging out voluntarily for the next eight years. And it evolved wow. into a specific skill of its own. You must have amassed a fortune in that time, though. Zero. They didn't pay you? They did not pay Eight volunteer. years of volunteer. volunteering volunteer. on the radio. Can volunteer. you believe that? Volunteer. And Thank uh, God you're uh, screwing them now. And <laughs> he gets paid like 400 <laughs> bucks a syllable now. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> I directed a lot of my training at things that would uh, be appropriate for this environment, so I kind of know from what I'm talking about. And then I killed myself and overworked and was an overachiever for many, many, many years. All right. Uh, overachiever is a sort of a euphemism, though. Wouldn't you say, Drew? I mean, let's uh, call a spade a spade. You had the obsessive-compulsive disorder you were telling me about earlier. Sure, sure. I, 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 more really overachieving, though. <laughs> I mean, OCD and overachieving, really. I'm going to get right down to it. Uh, Anne was yapping at me, sorry. Uh, Sam? Yeah. Um, uh, anything else? Question? Well, real quick, yeah. Uh, one, just a yes or no question, because I have a, a sort of important question to ask in a second. But can hypnotism, if you spoke languages when you were very little, can hypnotism bring those back? Uh, probably, uh, to some extent, while under hypnosis. Yeah, and it does not work on Hungarian. Uh, that's really the only stipulation. Uh, I think that goes without saying, but there, there's some, there are those that. who don't know, yes. Okay, all right. Well, my main question is this, is that, uh, 
sometimes I, well, a lot, often, I relive memories, either good ones or bad ones. I mean, if someone saw me remembering these things, they'd thought, think I was talking to myself and that I was going insane. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, it's absolutely bizarre because it's just a really strong daydream-type state. And Do you actually have hallucinations? No, 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 but it's, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's like dreaming, basically. It's like daydreaming, but it's do really you, powerful. And do you sleep normally otherwise? Oh, uh, yeah. There are several possibilities here. Do you do, you do drugs? Mm, I have once before. Um, just once? Well, for a short while. Okay. There, there are several possibilities that can predispose this sort of thing. One is actually a sleep disorder. There's a form of narcolepsy where people fall into a REM state of sleep periodically. Two, this could be some other psychiatric or psychological disturbance where you're having sort of quasi flashbacks of traumatic events. Three, this could be some residual effect of substance use. And four, there are seizure disorders that can do this. So I, I would suggest you get this evaluated. Hold on, I, I have a theory here. Are your pants up uh, while you're having these uh, flashbacks, Sam? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, now no, forget yeah, it. Yeah, yours are different. I'm okay, sorry. so I was going to say I do that, and you will hear me talking out loud as well. Ouch. What the hell was that? Oh, Drew uh, made the mistake of moving here at the uh, <laughs> fabulous Westwood One studio. Everyone hold still. Could it be anxiety, too? Maybe anxiety Yeah, disorder? but but it sounds a little bit more. It's not, it, it sounds like a little bit more than that. And um, hard to tell over the radio. He'd need more evaluation. Sorry, but what but, should but, he do? But I, the point I'm trying to make is there are two or three potential bona fide biological disorders that can cause this kind of stuff. It needn't be psychiatric or psychologic. It needs, he needs to see somebody. Who? A general doctor to start with. Okay. And then uh, work your way up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone the gets paid. Ladder. I know what Drew's going at here. Drew, you want to sell the hell out of the next call before we oh come back God, with uh, more again. from that dog? I, I know uh, the, the uh, ladies are so lovely from that dog that the oh, show just you. seems to slip by. All right. Here's Sammy, who is a female, 19, married, looking for a threesome. <gasps> okay. Perfect. Phone number for Love Line is 1-800-LOVE-191. Love Line, right back. Hey, this is Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And this is Donna Yeriko from Baywatch. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ooh. Did I tell you about the Donna Diarco? No. Yeah. Well, there it was. Uh, we were uh, speaking about how um, uh, white wine will uh, slur the speech. Donna Diarco from Baywatch. <laughs> Let me explain. Her name is Donna Diarco. It's uh, not. And, and uh, she does, and she says it the way Adam had just said it. Usually, Nine. Donna Yarko. Yes, that was uh, that was uh, <clears throat> uh, the loosened up tongue of uh, Donna Yarko. Metro <laughs> Tony are uh, now in here. We've had a little uh, shift change uh, from that dog, and uh, Rachel and Anna may come in uh, at the end. I know Drew and uh, sort of um, anchor uh, the show. But uh, for now, we're uh, glad to say hi to Tony uh, and Petra, and we'll be back with more Love Line in ten seconds. This is Love Line. Up in there. What's that? <clears throat> You're getting Mike pretty heated up in the booth back there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had to he's... throw down his headphones. He was huffing and puffing. I was a little nervous. Mike, uh, m- when Mike has to put down 
the Sprite, uh, you know he's pissed. That's bad, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, uh, if he can't, his his motto is, is if he can't do the job with one hand, uh, he ain't going to do it at all. <laughs> and that uh, that works almost everywhere for Mike. Well, Petra and Tony are here, and uh, Petra is one of the triplets uh, of uh, Rachel. I Where's know, the I third? I didn't say that quite right, but. Um, she's at a friend's house right now. Is she part of this? Organization occasionally. Well, well. She, she plays cello on our records, but yeah. we haven't wow. been able to have her tour with us or anything. Is uh, are there and there's some brothers in the family too, right? One brother. Is he is he playing instrument? Yeah, he plays bass. And so everybody has this gift. It's a completely musical family. Huh. And did you guys? And I know your dad's a uh, jazz musician. Yeah. And does mom play something? Um, she used to play the oboe when she was in college, and then... Did you guys, so was it like, uh, did you, you guys all get together and play? Uh, we, growing up, we sang together all the time, just sitting around the living room, singing harmony. Yeah, we always but did. But did everyone take to their instruments because of that sort of genetic predisposition, or well, were they forced on people? No, it wasn't forced on us at all. I saw a Captain Kangaroo show, and I saw this 10-year-old girl playing the violin, and she was like a child prodigy, and I wanted Asian? to be like... <laughs> Um, I don't... Probably, yeah. Haitian. Prob <laughs> no, she was amazing. <laughs> Just like Aerosmith says. And, uh, see, I think my, what my parents did is they did the same thing. They said, we're not going to push anything on the boy. We'll see what he takes to. Um, I took the nothing. And so it backfired on them. Well, when you I took saw the porno. And I took the porno and masturbation, but show, I don't think that's what they had in mind. When I saw the Captain Kangaroo show... I knew that I wanted to play the violin, and so I told my mom, I said, I have to play the violin. And then two months later, I started taking lessons. The, the thing that's uh, interesting about uh, the genetic predisposition, because this sounds like, well, this isn't genetic, this is uh, environment. She saw Captain Kangaroo and picked up the fiddle, but I, I gotta believe <laughs> you had that gene in you, because I saw Captain Kangaroo and said, I'm hungry. I mean, I, I certainly didn't have the impulse to pick up a uh, fiddle. And uh, Tony, personally, I think it's aliens. I think the aliens planted Captain Kangaroo. They planted Petra in front of the television. <laughs> They're kind of controlling. I don't know if you've seen Contact or Men in Black or any of these. Things I saw Men in Black. But yes, I, I, I'm a firm believer. When did you pick up the drumsticks uh, during a uh, episode of Romper Room? Uh, you know, the drumsticks. I think I was watching. Uh, what was that Bob McAllister show? Uh, that was uh, Kids Are People Too. That was the song, uh, Wonderama. Wonderama. Oh, yes. Oh, high five. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think I saw Eddie Money on Wonderama showing how to be a rock star. He was kind of posing, and I was like, that guy looks like a jerk, but look at how cool the drummer is. Uh, does anyone here have an aardvark in uh, the Fingelheimer song? <laughs> Professor Fingelheimer. Oh, you kids, uh, you don't know uh, how screwed you are now with these Ninja Turtles. We had Bob McAllister. Real, real TV, then. Old drunk guy with a bad rug on there uh, from New York. Uh, <laughs> I think I was on that Fingelheimer. show. You were not no, no, on Wonderama. I, I, I was in an audience when I was like six years old of one of those. It might have been that one. I thought Wonderama was out of New York, but well, I, then it wasn't that one. I, I may be mistaken. Sammy. Yes. You're 19. Yes. You're on with that dog. Hello. Hey, Sammy. Hello. <laughs> I have a major question to ask, okay? I'm 19. I've been married for over a year, about a year and a half, and I've been with this guy since I was 13. Mm. We have How old is he? Two years. 
two beautiful kids. How old is he? He's 21. He'll be 22 in September. Uh -huh. And uh, I want to explore, like, sexual horizons, you know, and I want him to explore because he hasn't been with that many women. Mm -hmm. And I want him to be able to... I don't know, experience more than just me because, you know, we're together for the rest of our lives. Sure. Mm -hmm. Why don't you get the kids involved? Oh, no. Oh, I'm just testing you. Now, does he, does he express interest in exploring or do you just think he should? Um, I, I would hope that he would. I haven't mentioned it to him yet. Wait, where, is this, where is this coming from? What, what is this all about? Okay, I've always wanted to be with another woman, with a man, with him, and... I don't know. It just, all of a sudden, after I had my daughter, I've just always thought about it ever since then. Every time we have sex, it's every time. And I think you've, about it. you've been, uh, you were 13 and he was, uh, what, 15, 15 and, uh, or so when you guys hooked up, right? Yeah. So is he the only guy you've been with? Or did no. You? No, we broke up off and on. Uh huh. And you, have, you had sex with 12 guys in those six weeks? Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> How would you feel knowing that he was with another girl. Or watching him with some other person. Yeah. You know what? I actually get excited thinking about it. Right. I do. Right. Totally. But when the reality when the reality came, how would you I would no be pun intended. perfectly fine with it. Uh, I'll make a prediction. You won't be perfectly fine with it. Uh, were you planning on not only letting him watch you with this woman, but letting him uh, experience her as well, right? Oh, yeah, completely. Actually, the only way she'd be perfectly fine with it is if she actually lost her her connection with her husband and reconnected with the third person. Then it would be fine because she wouldn't care about him anymore. Or, you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a catch-22, uh, we believe, and uh, we hate to uh, condemn those who want to experiment in life. But here's the way I think we're all looking at it. If uh, you're totally fine with your husband having uh, sex with a woman in front of you, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and if you're not totally fine with it, then you've made a huge mistake and jeopardized the relationship. Right. So either you're going to find out you're a sociopath well, if you're, or you're going to be really pissed if, off. If, if you were sexually abused when you were younger, you, ex you would anticipate that kind of sexually oh. abusive posture. Oh, is there some gambling uh, that you want to go on sure. here? All right. Yeah. Let's we, go. Haven't you guys, a while. we haven't gambled. You guys have any money? money? Yeah, got a little you bit. Took my oh, money Christ. Oh, you geez. told me you'd have dollar bills. Yeah, I do have. I, I, <laughs> damn but wait, how old are you? Uh, we put her on hold because we're, uh, yeah. we're we're gambling. Uh, Tony, get that uh, wad out. Seriously, right, my is. wallet is in the car. What are we? Just one dollar here? Well, normally, yeah, but <laughs> no, I don't have any. My wallet's out in the car. You want me to spot you a couple? Sure, bucks? Could you spot me a dollar? Here, throw throw it down break. in the pot. Here's still the break. To the break. Uh, I don't have any money on. Uh, Tony. It's gambling for the guys. Come on, all I got, the chicks... all I got is hundreds now. I mean, it's uh, embarrassing. You don't have uh, Pedro. You don't have any money. I... Nada. Uh, can we have uh, the that dog uh, record vermin uh, bring in a dollar or two? Uh, thank you, Engineer Mike. All right, this is not normally the way we do it, but uh, wait, are we a dollar short? No, we got it all. I swear to you, wallets out in the car, Tony. I will, right, no. I will have uh, yeah, sure. one of my people get it. <laughs> okay, Bad here's what we're trying screwed. to do. Uh, Sammy is 19. Sammy's been with the guy since he was 13. Um, she has two kids. Uh, they're married, right? Mm -hmm. And she wants to bring someone else in the relationship. It's always been a fantasy of hers and is okay, perfectly okay with her uh, to hear her say if he has sex uh, with this woman in front of her. I think that's a little too young to be married, if you ask me. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. But here's the <laughs> question. Kids, here's, what we're, here's what we're gambling on. <laughs> what kind of uh, environment did uh, Sammy grow up in? Oh. Uh, 
what kind of folks Does this have to be an either have? or? No? No. You we all throw in our two cents. And uh, Tony, now's your time to shine. I think all that talk about we're in California. You know, mores are a lot looser here. I think maybe she was raised in sort of a, you know, Hold on, looser I, I don't mean to shoot holes in this, but she could be from Minnesota. This I'm is... saying she could be, but we are in California. Yeah, I'm but just she, guessing. Doesn't, she isn't necessarily. She Hold probably is a second. Uh, Sammy. Yeah. Where are you from? Utah. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm all wrong. All right. Just hang on there, Sammy. No, uh, known for their uh, their loose sexual mores. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, home, home of the threesome. Uh, you that know, throws Vegas me has the, the loosest uh, slots in uh, Nevada. And, uh, well, it's almost the same thing in uh, Utah, but it's different. All right. So she is from uh, Drew. Settle down over there. She's from Utah. The show's national, Tony. Right, right, right. Uh, We have a problem. Our, our guests are never informed of the fact that... Uh, no, I said I was guessing. I said I was guessing. Okay. So could have been anything. Right. Okay, so back to your... Uh, back yeah, to your scratch guess. that theory. I was thinking uh, a loose California upbringing. Maybe, you know, she could be so in love with him that... She wants to, uh, you know, experience his thing. Let me, let me just, All right, so you think a normal environment that she grew up in as a young person. Little Sammy grew up, uh, parents still no, together. I'm, I'm scratching like. that theory. If it's not the California, she's in Utah. No, I'm saying it, it, it was something broken up. What What was broken up? The, the broken home. Broken parents, home. Parents split up. At uh, what age? Uh, when parents, did dad leave? Dad left when she was eight. Eight. Okay. God, I have to think about this. All right. This... I, she's young. She she's she wants to. She should be having boyfriends. And... All right. Let's not let's not live in the in the, in the present. Let's live in the past for okay, just one moment, past. Petra. What? Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. And try to and no, close them, would you? This is <laughs> a deep exercise. I know this is very radio. deep. Close your eyes and try to figure out what kind of environment Sammy grew up in. Hooked up with this guy when she was 13, uh, had a couple of kids. Uh, Can envision him with another um, woman in her presence? No problem. Her father traveled. He was never around. Jazz musician, perhaps. Look, it's not even your dollar. This making me laugh. Right, spit something out. Go with uh, alcoholic parents or something. Um... Yeah, their parents didn't get along. They fought all the time. But they stayed together. They just fought in front of her. Yeah. Okay, very good. Drew? No, you go. <sighs> Drew, uh, I think Drew, uh, I'm trying to guess Drew here. Uh, Drew's I'll going go with... Uh, I'll go more specific if you... All right, I'm going to go with uh, a, da a dad out of the picture uh, well before eight. And, uh, and and totally lost contact. No no male. No male. All right. Partner, and I'll just go dad, dad of sexual abuse. Sexual abuse. All right, Sammy. Yes. All right. What what's uh, what was the family like? Okay, my dad is a truck driver. He oh, oh hello. But my family is not broken down. It's totally stable. I've never seen my parents more in love, and they are LDS. I was brought up in the Latter Day Saints. Uh, everyone. You were brought up in the in the uh, Mormon Church. Yes, I was. All right, they're tossing your ass right out of there now. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Dad wasn't around. Um, every now and then he was a long haul truck driver, mm -hmm. so he was home weeks at a time, and then he'd go out for a week, and then he'd be back and stuff like that. And uh, when did you get married to this guy? I got married April of last year. And when did you have your first child? When I was 16. When did you, when did you have your first sex? April of last year? Yeah, it was when I got married. Okay. Why did you get married? She already had a two-year-old. 
Because I'm totally in love with him. He's the father of my kids. You know, he's... I do. I love him. Why didn't you get married when you were 16? If you're in love with him, why are you thinking of other people? Because, like I said, I just want to explore our sexual horizons. You know, I want to expand him. All right. Rent porn. Please. You know, when you rent those, they're so boring, though. They're the same thing. I, I am not at all satisfied with the okay, history. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's probe a little. Sammy, when did you lose your virginity? When I was 13. Mm -hmm. To him? Yes. Did anything happen before that? Nope. Nobody ever touched you in any inappropriate ways or ever physically abused or anything like oh, that? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. No uh, alcoholism in the family? Uh, my mom and dad both drink, but they're not alcoholics. Do you know what an alcoholic is? Yes, I do. What is an alcoholic? Someone who cannot control their drinking. Not necessarily. It no, someone who drinks all the time and can't control it. it. It's somebody who drinks despite consequences. So if, if their drinking affected you and you they kept drinking, that's an alcoholic. Oh, no. It's you don't think either. their drinking ever affected you? Nuh-uh. And you don't think you're affected by your dad being gone a lot? Uh-uh. Right. How could they have been Latter-day Saints if they were drinking all the time? They, you can be LDS and drink. You don't. Really? That's considered a Jack Mormon. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, the well, beauty of religion, by the way, is you can uh, just sort of uh, mold it to anything that fits you. Uh, does your boyfriend drive a truck? What does your boyfriend do, Sammy? He's a graphic artist. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we have not been able to uh, pick holes in your defense other than uh, I know... Uh, if we went over there and uh, uh, scraped a couple samples from the apartment, we'd send it back to the lab and it'd come up with something. Yeah, either either if you act out on this in an innocent exploration, you're going to be mortified at the consequences. And if not, uh, it's because we're not getting enough history. Here. Well, Drew, what do you think the consequences could be? Well, what people, what this is a, you know, for instance, you you gave a, a you know, you you postulated that gee, maybe they came from a loose family. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody in our culture thinks that oh, you know, they just it's just they're just experimenting, blah blah. It doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. Human beings aren't wired that way. You take two people who are intimately involved, you bring in a third person, and there is a wildfire that develops. The emotional consequences are profound. And somehow our culture says, oh, it's okay, they're just exploring. They're, no, it's not okay for married people in a stable, intimate relationship. It typically destabilizes the relationship and ultimately destroys it. But, hey, you, Petra, The help? relationship hold is in second. jeopardy. Hold if you on, care Drew, about your Drew, kids, uh, don't do this. Uh, Drew, hold on a second. Please, Drew. God, I just worry about the kids now. Oh, yeah. Stop worrying about the kids. Dr. Drew is right. Sammy, how old is uh, your husband? My husband's 21. Okay. All right. Just wanted to uh, get that little fact in. Okay. Yes. Uh, I agree. Uh, you know, I have mixed feelings. Uh, one is uh, uh, sow your wild oats. Uh, don't sow your wild oats after you've gotten married and had the kids, though. No. Is uh, my you, feeling. You I don't mind. That, right? uh, go to college, uh, uh, drink a keg, and do whatever the hell you want to whoever lets you do whatever they want. Uh, put your penis through the mail slot of the dorm next to yours and see who, who gets on right. the other end of it. I could, I could give a rat's hiney, but when you have two kids, you're sort of experimenting. It's like a, don't That's put cruel. a meth lab in, in, in the house if solve, you got kids. Solve, like resolve something in her childhood? Or? She's right. trying to resolve something now, so but the there's, there's another childhood at stake now, right. which is her right. children's. Yes. But it brings up an interesting question for, for a lot of relationships that people, you know, struggle with monogamy, you know, kids or not. That's always a struggle that people face, and, and it brings up the question of uh, is there one person you're meant to be with your entire life sexually, and what do you do when you have urges and you can still be in love with your husband or wife and, you know, 
she's she's having urges and what what should she do what is a person supposed to do to you, you, deal those with never it? go away you don't act on them. Mm-hmm. you know i mean you, you, you through his voice cracked you, when you, he said that you, <laughs> you value nine years of marriage your voice is going to crack you value your relationship with your spouse and your with the well-being of your children more than those urges and right. they're easy to repress or to, to divert mm-hmm. if if you really have a caring and value in the more important elements of right. your life justin Hey. Hey, you're 14. You're on with that dog. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, I've been listening to your show for three years now, and um, I have a question for Petra. Yes? Um, I I was recently listening to an old tape of the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. Yeah? And did you play violin for the Foo Fighters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. That was great. Oh, thanks. Wait, that was was that a- this year? Um, it was last year. Oh, sure. you guys, or was it two last, it was last year? You guys year. were touring with the Foo Fighters yeah. then, weren't you? Yeah, and I I really liked their song Floaty, so I asked Dave if I could play violin on it. And he's like, sure. Well, how's a violin going to screw anything up? <laughs> sure, get back there. Fiddle away, Toots. Yeah, it, it <laughs> was really, happened? really fun. I, I had That was like the best time. I loved playing on that song. Justin? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I was wondering if uh, you and Drew still keep in touch with Ricky Rackman. Uh, yeah, we do. We do? Well, he was just up here a couple weeks ago. Well, that's true. And you, you were just over there. Well, that's true, too. Uh, yes, we do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. Okay. Hi, right, Justin. Justin. Take care. Right. Bye. Oh, just in case. Oh, just Go ahead. <laughs> Bo. Yes. Hey, you're 19. Yes. You're on with Tony and Petra from That Dog. How you doing? Hey, Bo. Hey. Yeah, I got a big problem. What is it? Lay it on me. I broke up with a girl two weeks ago. And uh, I'm working with her right now. Well, I quit a week ago, actually. And, so you're uh, not working with her? I'm not working with her now. Okay. And uh, hold on, let me turn down the radio. All right. Well, Bo, uh, you know how the game goes here. <laughs> we punish those who are not obedient. Bo knows the rules of the game, so Bo will have to wait his turn. Again, we'll get to him uh, next. Let's just uh, jump in uh, right here. Elizabeth. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hi. Hey. I have a question for Dr. Jew, actually. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And um, I'm just wondering, what are the consequences of um, genital piercing? Um, like, what could go wrong? It, uh, the most serious thing I always worry about would be infection. I mean, that's an area that infection can spread rapidly and become rather devastating. Okay. More so on females than men. Uh, more, for, more so on males than men. Okay, and... Opposite. Uh, hold on Opposite. a second. Wait a minute. Opposite. Hold on, smart guy. You said more so on males than men. Excuse me. More so on yeah. males than females. Are you talking about the profession, or are we talking <laughs> about gender here? More so on males. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Although, That's one more I'll, reason I'm not going to get my penis pierced. Although this is a remarkable. Why isn't it more uh, women? Are, there's always something going on. The wind blows the wrong way. A woman gets an infection. How come yeah, these, uh, they can't about, get a piercing without an infection? We're talking about soft infection? tissue infections, not vaginal infections. I mean, soft tissue, there's a lot more. The, the, the tissue planes are a little more easy to penetrate in the male. They, they move. Infection can move no, quicker. Not mine. And not Tony's either. Not at all. We like got uh, Kevlar uh, for, for, for uh, We've got a squeaky clean lizard here. It is really remarkable how <laughs> infrequently that happens, frankly. And they're also, with women, we've heard of, in uh, for the clitoral piercings, uh, some insensitivity over time. Insensitivity? Yeah. What about um, nipple piercings? Uh, like, what could go wrong with there with women? Infection. Uh, uh, I mean, could, like, you not 
breastfeed or something I, later I, on? I have, I have heard that there's not a big problem with that. However, look, breastfeeding is not an automatic or easy process anyway. If you uh -huh. add a, a torn nipple or an insensitive nipple into that, uh, you got a bigger problem, I imagine, but I don't know for a fact. Okay. And, and again, insensitivity is not an uncommon thing with that as uh, well. It comes out like wiper spray, so the infant has to actually envelop the entire breast in order to get any milk. You can't do it from across the room like my mother did with me. She actually watched daytime soap operas and shot breast milk across the room at me. Look at this. Look at the effect. <laughs> Drew, can't, yeah. uh, can't labia pierces kind of stretch over time and the holes kind of get bigger and bigger and it oh, just sure. gets kind of well, unseemly? Another input. Sure. That's all. Okay. And like if scar tissue whatever would to develop in a nipple like sure. that. It can be pretty measurable looking. Why, why do you need this, uh, Elizabeth? Oh, well, I've had a few, but I... The piercers never really tell you um, what could go wrong. You know, they, <laughs> and they, I don't know they, where to go look. Theoretically, they should know more than anybody. I mean, they, there's not. Unfortunately, the medical community hasn't caught up with what piercers are doing, and they, in a reputable place, usually know what the consequences are, know how right. to care for them, and know what who, they're doing. Uh, who did the uh, vaginal stuff? Is that a male or a female? No, two females. Two females. Yeah. Now okay. we have a theory about that. You know, we get your money out again. We have a theory about that. Yeah, not necessarily with these days. Jeez, who knows? What do you mean you have a theory? Well, they're mostly, you know, what I call aggressive piercing or piercings of beyond the sort of nipple navel piercing. Right. Or, or people doing things to themselves as a way of mastering some kind of abuse that was perpetrated against them. Uh, you're sort of getting hold of yourself before someone else gets a hold of you again. Kind of just doing the self-destructive stuff before it's somebody does it to you. Kind of, yeah. Or before they do it again. <laughs> uh, did yeah. anyone do anything to you at any no. point? No. No? Everyone was good. Everyone was just lovely. So mama and papa were fine. You no, just, no, uh, I have great parents. Do you go to fetish clubs? <laughs> what? No, no. <laughs> I think piercing's so prevalent at this point. It's it's you know like well, getting a funny haircut and right. Yeah. I, I think it's pioneered by people that are truly screwed up, right. but it makes its way into the uh, mainstream. Uh, just like uh, well, it's that way with uh, that uh, whole goth scene. I think. Uh, and uh, some of this so horrible, what I like to call mummy rock music. It's, What's wrong uh, with golf? It's uh, <laughs> golf scene seems perfectly kosher. Uh, oh, uh, we got to go on the road, Tony. <laughs> Actually, I'll go on the road and I'll call you. I don't want you to meet me. All right, uh, Drew. We're going back to Bo. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah. yes. We'll uh, get back to Bo, and uh, he's uh, obsessed with the woman he's working with, and we'll get into that with that dog after this. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest. The highest acrobats and the funniest clowns. Love on. We'll be right back. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for, you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible.
Louise here with that dog. That would be uh, Petra and Tony. And uh, Rachel Nan will come back in uh, another uh, break or so. The name of the CD is Retreat from the Sun. And uh, they're going out with uh, Wallflowers and Counting Crows in, uh, what, about a week? Yep, a week exactly. How long does that tour go on then? Oh, about three and a half weeks. We're going to cover uh, part of Canada, most of the Midwest and East Coast, and then down a few dates in the South, I think. And then uh, after that? After that, uh, we're going to take a well-needed rest. We've been kind of touring for the last three months, and we're all pretty exhausted. So we'll take a rest for a couple weeks, and then we'll probably hit the States again on our own, um, you know, ready to slay the kids of America. And, uh, Drew, are you going to be up for any slaying as the months wear on? I beg your pardon? Okay. Just wanted to make sure. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number, and we're going to get back to Bose. Turn his radio down, and he's 19 years old. Yeah, radio's down. Okay. Okay, anyway, um, my girlfriend broke up with me, and I continued to work with her at a pizza joint. And uh, I was hearing so much stuff about her partying and whatnot, and it was making me feel really bad. And so I quit my job and trying to get her off my mind. And uh, I'm having a bad time coping with it. And uh, I'm afraid I'm going to hurt somebody. What do you mean hurt somebody? And these guys she's seeing I used to be friends with. And uh, they kind of just... My girlfriend broke up with me because of the music I listened to. Wow. How, how long were you going out? <sighs> Two years. What kind of music are you listening to? <laughs> Megadeth? <laughs> Marilyn Manson. You gotta steer oh, see, clear from her. You gotta well, like you go. pick a, a a hobby and just you know go on with your life. You have to move on. How um, how old are you? I'm 19. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 falling on deaf ears though. Uh, Drew and I were just uh, talking about this uh, on our uh, Monday morning uh, coffee and chat session uh, we normally have, and uh, Drew and I were both in this boat, uh, probably somewhere around nineteen. I was maybe uh, twenty or so, and there's really no uh, pill you can take, and there's no real real magic uh, piece of advice anyone can give you. It's tough, it's painful, it's a process, everyone goes through it, you're, you're better off for it. Yeah, see, needed the, see, this would have been perfect if you'd brought the damn fiddle. <laughs> you, next time you got to bring that thing in there. And actually, uh, you probably end up coming out as a more <laughs> well-rounded person uh, when you've been through a little adversity, especially in the relationship department. But there's really nothing you can do other than don't do anything stupid. Don't yeah. kill yourself. Don't kill her. Don't kill any of your old buddies. Uh, don't, don't wreck a car. Don't wreck a car. Uh, don't get a 502. There's uh, nothing wrong with going outside and yelling at the top of your lungs, you know. <laughs> Find some way to occupy yourself. Yeah. Um, can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Do I get a good voice for the radio? Yes. Okay. You want to get in the radio? Actually, um, I'm going down next week to San Francisco. All right. It's important uh, that you have almost no education. Is, is that true? I, I'm an eighth grade dropout. Okay. Perfect. Oh, perfect. And Just uh, pursue that and follow what you. You guys. Feel. Yeah. That 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 is. Uh, I, I don't want to say revenge, but uh, it it is. Uh, go out and make something of your of yourself, and it, you'll forget about her in uh, a matter of oh years. No, actually, I just kind of spiced up the call. I wanted to get on love line. Oh, that was uh, it. Oh, you didn't. Oh, it wasn't really going down. Huh? You really don't have this problem. No, I really, I'm really not a psycho. I just want to be on radio. Mm-hmm. 
and be the next Howard Stern. Well, why don't you give us a little of your rap as long as you went through uh, this is, difficulty? Is your name short for bogus? Yeah, it's Bo. <laughs> All right, well, Bo, I'll tell you what I'm going to let you do. What's that? Well, a lot of hosts would be upset. Uh, I welcome this uh, sort of uh, challenge. Uh, we're going to put you uh, on hold and get you in on our next call. And I want you oh, to right on. I want you to handle the next call. Yeah. Right, uh, don't make oh, a, you sound like a genius. We can't wait. Don't make a fool of us. Uh, Drew, do you have something picked out that maybe uh, Bo might be able to handle? Okay. Uh, or, or the, what, that one? All right. So, uh, Bo, you're still there, right? Yeah. All right. So, what do I do, uh, Drew? Push, do I just uh, uh, press line yeah, one yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate? Yes. You're 29? I cannot believe you guys are going to let him handle this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all his. Actually, this question is specifically for Dr. Drew. Well, it is now for Dr. Bo. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll step I'm in. Good at this, I'll step in afterwards, and we'll see. <laughs> Don't be shy. This, all know. right. Well, you just play my part, Bo. Okay. All right, uh, Bo. This is smart ass, then. Bo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wise off. Okay. <laughs> Bo. <laughs> Bo. He's tw She is 29 years old. Her name is Kate. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Take it. All right. Kate, what's your problem? My problem is that this man that I've been seeing. I've been seeing him for about six months, and we have had sex about four times, and every time we have sex, he does not ejaculate. He doesn't ejaculate? He does not ejaculate. Now, do you guys do foreplay? Yes. Lots of foreplay? Like how long does the foreplay last? It can last anywhere from 20 minutes sometimes to an hour. Does he got any, uh, you know... You can't say does he got. <laughs> oh, come does on. Does he have any... Balls. It's okay, Bo. Go ahead. Does he have any balls? You know, nuts? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just had to clear that up because, you know, that could be a big problem, you know. Uh, actually, that wouldn't even make any difference, but go ahead. It wouldn't? No. Oh, okay. That's why she asked for the doctor, see. <laughs> go, Bo. This okay. is your big chance. National radio. All right, all right. I'm a little nervous here. Okay. Uh, um, has he ever ejaculated with you? No. Never. Never. No matter what we are doing, no. Okay. Is he your first man you've ever been with? No. No? No. Um. <laughs> oh, God, I'm cracking up here. All right, Bo. <laughs> All right, wait, 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 wait. Wait, I'll get it, I'll get it. <clears throat> um, how do you finish, then? He just gives up, doesn't do anymore? Gives up, doesn't do anymore? Um, basically, it, it does come to an end after a couple of hours. After a couple hours. After a couple of hours, it's kind of an unspoken understanding that we're finished. So you guys don't talk about it? You know what? Well, I finally brought it up the last time. And, and what did he say? And he said that his big interest was in giving me pleasure. And I said, well, that's great, but, you know, the first time, the second time. Can I say something? Yeah. Um, that's like the man's biggest cop-out for, I can't get the job done. <laughs> <laughs> it actually is. And that, next, next oh, hold on a second, Bob. That uh, sounds very insecure. Uh, Drew, I'm not this bad, am I? <laughs> no, no, no. You are that bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no way I'm as bad as no, you. Next time, just, you know how she's saying the last couple hours? They got pornos out now. They're like four or five hours of nonstop pornos. Uh, good night, Bo. <laughs> good night. Let, night, let me talk to Kate. Let me talk to Kate. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, Adam? What? I don't know how to work with damn phone. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... The bows of the world, and uh, what you're doing. Okay, if anyone says bow again, I'm gonna blow out of here. <laughs> Kate, um, is he have any medical problems? Not that I know of. Is he on any medication? 
No. You sure? Well, I'm not sure, no. What did he say when you brought this up? He said... Just that he was satisfying you and nothing else? He said, my, my interest is in satisfying you. Yeah, and well, that's fine. But they, when, when he you... he says, I don't have a problem. <laughs> that he doesn't have a problem? That's what he said. He goes, I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. And he's not being defensive. You're right. right. This is so, intercourse you're talking about, or, or oral sex, or what? Intercourse yeah. and I mean, it may It may just be the newness in the relationship, and you may be anxious. Well, some wait a minute. How long has it been? Six months. Uh, that's not. That's uh, that's plenty old. That's old. But it's yeah. how many? It's only four times in six months. That isn't that frequent, actually, for a new, hot, new relationship. It's not. It wasn't frequent. No. Is there anything about him that um, we should know? Is he gay? Is he what? Is gay. He, is he gay? I would hope not. Is there, uh, is there anything else about him? Any questions you have about him? Anything? Any curiosities? Um, I'm wondering if. Well, I was a little concerned that it was me. No, yeah. and that's t- women always worry about that. But uh, okay. no. yeah, forget about that. No, that's, that's not. not well, although uh, Christy Brinkley were in there, believe me, there'd be something happening. <laughs> and, uh, uh, get, maybe, get out the wet naps. Maybe nothing happening. Maybe you'd be completely overwhelmed then and zip up. Right, well, let me take over with Kate for just one moment. Uh, is he able to satisfy himself when he's alone, or you, or do you not know that? I I have a good idea that yes, he is. Because uh, I think uh, what you have to establish here is, uh, is the plumbing Is it a biological problem or not, yeah. Is he able to have an orgasm when he's on his own? How old is he? Yes, he is. He's in his early 30s. All right, so there shouldn't be any problem there. So if he can have an orgasm when he's on his own, then obviously it is a psychological thing, and it is not with you. It is with uh, women in general. Or new relationships, or this relationship. Now, he was married before, and his wife cheated on him, and they got a divorce, and I was wondering, is it anything to do with Oh, yeah. Divorce. He's probably afraid to Anxious. lose, surrender that control to you and, and give up. Sure. You know, he, he has Good a certain deal. fear. I'm giving Tony a dollar back for that uh, sort H- of his insight. dollar, mind you. But All right, but it's still a dollar. <laughs> still a dollar more than he had ten seconds ago. All right, here's what happened, uh, Kate. Uh, mostly women do this, but uh, I guess a guy does it on occasion as well. When you have an orgasm, you're relinquishing a certain control to the other person. You're, you're sure. giving yourself away. It's more intimate. To some thing. degree, and sure. you're getting more intimate than you were before the orgasm, uh, unless you're in one of those booths. <laughs> Even then, I feel a little closer to the uh, some of the guys mopping up. But, Kate, this guy had himself a very traumatic experience. He was cheated on. He was divorced. And uh, his penis has gone on strike. He needs to feel comfortable. He needs to feel relaxed. He needs to feel at ease. And then probably. He, he's going to bring it. It's probably this. Probably it's the best this. we can do in the few minutes yeah. we have to. I would say that. let him do what works for him uh, when you're not around and see if you can start working your way into the equation. Uh, you know, like when you get a new dog, you have to take like uh, the blanket from the old dog's uh, basket and put it in with the new dog and let him sniff it for a little while, or uh, that dog, and sniff that dog for a little while before you just uh, lock them in the basement together. Someone's, uh, one, of, one of them's going to get killed. Let him do his thing and see if you can't sneak up on him while he's doing it. Let him get uh, used to uh, having an orgasm with you just in the room. Then let him get used to it with you uh, perhaps helping him in one way or another. Let him get himself started. And before you know it, uh, he's going to be having orgasms in uh, under he's three minutes and watching TV. orgasms. That's right. All right. So, and what is the definition of a multiple orgasm? Um, same penis, different sperm. <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. Same penis, new sperm? Yeah. I think it was. Uh, maybe same it's owner, a work-related thing. Maybe he's under stress. Uh, 
Oh, wait a minute. I think engineer uh, Mike. Uh, Mike, do you have the uh, different... Same boner, different jizz. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, that was an old one. All right, we'll be back with uh, that dog in, uh, in their entirety <laughs> when we come back. Kick it! I want to love you. Rob Ryan will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes. And third, third it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Simon LeBron. And I'm Warren Kukarula from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. The uh, two sexiest men in show business. And don't talk while I'm talking. It's, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, alright, don't yell at me while I'm yelling then. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm... That makes great radio. None of us hear what Ann's saying to you. Ever. Well, Ann was alerting me that we were going to play uh, Retreat from the Sun, which is uh, that dog's uh, next song off of the CD, Retreat from the Sun. It's just she says it while I'm in the middle of uh, a sentence. Let's get on with it. (laughs) All right. uh, Retreat from the Sun, uh, off of Retreat from the Sun, uh, from uh, Big Country. No, uh, that dog.
the happy-go-lucky song stylings of that dog off of uh, Retreat from the Sun. That would be the name of the CD. Also the name of the song you just heard. We have uh, Rachel, Petra, Anna, and Tony in here. We've uh, done the round robin for the first uh, part of the show, and uh, we've uh, now... Well, I was going to say drag the band uh, back in here, but the band more uh, more or less forced themselves uh, back into the <laughs> studio, but that's uh, fine. You're, you're all uh, amazingly uh, well-behaved young kids, Thank and uh, Drew, yeah, we, we give the band our blessing, don't we? Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't call them young kids. And I said, if I was 10 years younger, band, I'd pick up a tambourine and get right out there on the Roxy <laughs> stage with you Wednesday night. Uh, Mike. Yeah, how's it going, Adam and Dr. Drew? Good. You're 25. You're on with that dog. Thanks. Hey, I listen to you guys out here at uh, FNX out here in Boston. Uh, watch you guys on MTV a lot. Why, thank Yay. you. Uh, how's it going over there in Boston? That's a relatively new market for us, and uh, Drew was, uh, he insisted that we'd be on in Boston. Apparently there's a college or two in town. College or two. Woo! And Drew is all about that. I, 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 know that I know Boston. I lived there for a while. Oh, where about? Uh, Harvard Street, just off, uh, I can't remember anymore, off Harvard Yard, basically. Yep. Um, I went to Harvard, actually, when I was in uh, high school. Right. This uh, is the reason I didn't want to be on in Boston, uh, by the way. I protested bitterly because I knew uh, Drew would get into Bostonian conversation with college-age uh, folks out there. <laughs> but you've been on hold for 117 minutes, the record. Uh, Mike. <laughs> oh, God, wow. I know what that's like. And, uh, and the weather's nice. <laughs> Wait till it starts snowing. Oh, it's awesome. All right, oh, so... Shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay, I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, I got a question. Uh, Go ahead, shoot. Uh, you know, I I cut the tip of my finger off at work about uh, the end of April, and you know it's healing up pretty pretty decent, I guess. I still have to go back in and get you know some more. Uh, the way that I guess what happened was the fat tissue was, did not survive the operation. It was decomposing, turned into a fluid. So in that case, the bone was protruding. Uh, the meat when it was uh, growing back, okay? What what kind of job uh, do you do? Uh, <laughs> funny you should ask. Uh, I work at a pasta company. Mm. Uh, really, pasta. I don't know why, but I was thinking pizza, and I, I have no idea why. I was no thinking Kinko's. Um, and the question I got for you, Dr. Drew, is uh, I find myself, like, you know, when I go out in public and stuff, like go out to bars and clubs and stuff like that, uh, I tend to hide the hand, but on the other hand, I'll make you know make jokes about it with other people. Sure, uh, that sounds that actually sounds healthy. Is it? I mean, I mean first, healthy that you should try to make light of it if it bothers you, and secondly, you know, our our culture is very strange that way. I mean, we we are so intolerant of imperfections; it's unbelievable. And you see, I mean, to have the tip of a of a digit cut off is not a terribly uncommon phenomenon. Right. But see, Mike, do you ever have that experience? They say some uh, amputees have where they can feel the rest of their finger, I, or or whatever, whatever they lost. Like I have that with my penis. I think there's like three or four inches I can feel out there that, that somehow were taken away from me at some point. Uh, yeah, it, it, I guess they call them the, uh, the phantom finger. Right, phantom pains, phantom yeah. feeling. Um, yeah, uh, from the time that it was cut off, it uh, you can feel that it was missing. Yeah. How much of it is missing? The whole uh, nail? If you looked at your middle finger, it was uh, right behind the fingernail. Well, that's not that much. It's mm-hmm. funny, though, when Mike's driving, uh, it's like the guy in the other car is going, I think that guy's flipping me off, but I'm not <laughs> sure. It's, it's not that much, Mike. I mean, he's it, pissed, but he's not you're, irate. You're still adjusting to the loss, and it is kind of a narcissistic injury. I mean, particularly as young adults, it's very difficult to deal with 
You're more talented. It's just well, a reminder. Well, uh, Jerry Garcia like, was missing a like, finger. A Napoleon was missing a small right. toe. Uh, losing, the list goes on. It's losing a piece of yourself, and uh, it is a, in, a, in a society that doesn't uh, manage that very well. It doesn't doesn't uh, give us the skills to deal with our. I think it's easier for it's guys. Biological reality. It's easier for guys, though. Oh sure. I mean, um, women missing parts, I think, is judged a little more harshly in our society than uh, men missing a part. Wouldn't you say? I think oh, uh, yeah. probably because women are just a little more forgiving uh, in general and don't uh, delve yes. into that stuff. I yes. would bet you that there are more <laughs> women who would date a guy uh, missing a leg than there are guys who date a woman missing a leg. Uh, also, women are expected to be more perfect. You know, they're kind of held up, you know, but idealized but men, more. Right. If a guy men, has a scar, it looks kind of cool. But men right. expect women to be more perfect. <laughs> women are more tolerant of men's imperfections right. and put up with a hell of a lot more. Women? That they shouldn't put up with all that stuff, yeah. frankly. Uh, and that they really that women are much uh, more passive than they really they should be interpersonally. And also right. that men should learn from women a little bit more, absolutely. be more tolerant. Yes, That's what I was yeah, looking ab- for. both absolutely. Now, Drew, I know this sounds like a uh, moronic question, but uh, Rachel uh, whispered it in my ear. Uh, will his children be missing a finger? <laughs> no. Uh, sorry, sweetie. No, the answer is no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and for this guy specifically, that's not that much of a finger to be missing. I'm, no. I'm, I'd be surprised if people noticed it no. at all. Yeah, yeah, you, know? you know, now that I put my finger on it. Uh, here you go. All right. Uh, Andrew, Mike, can we shut uh, Petra's mic down, please? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to say, uh, boy, uh, your other four fingers are incredibly long. Marcus. Hey. You're 15. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, 12 seconds. All right. Um, is it really 12 seconds? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> For one thing, um, I'm 15, and mm-hmm. I've ejaculated before, but I realized it was like um, premature. With a, with another person? No, just me. Uh, let me tell you, when you're masturbating, there's no such thing as premature ejaculation. That's called efficiency. <laughs> Do you understand? There's it's called quick draw. Yeah. Well, you weren't ready. I don't know. I like try to force myself, kind of. To do it fast or to to wait? What? Do you force All right, hold on a second. Uh, we're we're out of show, and uh, and thank God because uh, Marcus had no question. You know, uh, <laughs> he did, only but we'd have to get All at right. it. All right, but we have the only <laughs> listeners in the world where I say, "You're Marcus. You're 15. You have 10 seconds. What is your question?" Um, uh, yeah, um, 15. <laughs> I mean, don't we, Drew? Yeah. What other show would have such moronic listeners? No, they're not moronic oh. listeners. It's just they have such immense respect for us. Oh, and they're okay. not in showbiz. <laughs> they see? don't understand. No, it's the respect when Adam says something. They listen intently and follow direction immediately. Right. Oh. Uh, what were you saying, oh. Drew? I didn't catch that last one. Mm. All right, we'll be back with that dog to uh, wrap up and wrap down after this. Hey, all right.
right, that is uh, it for uh, Loveline tonight. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Nora Dunn of uh, Saturday Night Live fame will uh, be in the studio. I want to thank uh, that dog for coming in and urge everyone to go out uh, and get retreat from the sun. Uh, that dog's a CD. We give it the Loveline endorsement. Do we not, Drew? Two thumbs up. Thank uh, you very much. That's uh, both of mine and none of Drew's. Thank you. Uh, next time you guys are uh, in these parts, uh, feel free to stop by. We'll we be here tomorrow. To. Yeah, uh, we're coming every night. Uh, we'll give it six months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that dog, thank you. And uh, until next time, this is Sam Crow for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Ah, get your hand off my ass. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.